welcome to Just James's podcast. Scooby Doo, Wabbity Wow, Ben and Mariah, Ow, Wow, 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 with Thomas, definitely not Timothy. Yeah, nailed it. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Just James. It's your host, James. I hope you guys are well and happy and. I hope it's not getting too cold by you. I think this weather's turning a little bit everywhere and it's cold. I'm back into all my jerseys and and warm pants and sort of just waiting for the onslaught of winter to take in. But it's fine. I hope everybody's well. Uh, I've got my beautiful co-host with me, Thomas. He is right next to me. He's looking absolutely gorgeous. He's definitely, you know, for being a, a fern um, who is good with warm climate, he definitely seems to like the colder weather. I don't know what's up with him. He just looks very pretty at the moment. So he's living his best life. Uh, other than that, all is good from my side. I'm not an adult this week because I am a chop. <laughs> what I mean by that is that I'm a complete freaking moron. So I was in my kitchen uh, cleaning as I do because I'm quite an exceptionally tidy person. And at the bottom of my washing machine, there was a little... I do almost want to call it like a door. And I thought, oh, what's that? And opened it up. And then went, and then there was a little like circular knobby thing on the inside. That's probably the scientific name for it. I'm pretty sure of it. And you could twist it um, in a direction. I went, what's that? And twisted it and literally got this. I don't, I don't know what that part of the washing machine is. I'm sorry. I'm a girl. I really don't know. But it poured out this most horrific smelling water I've ever come across. I assume that should probably be cleaned out a lot more. And it's probably been that way since the previous tenant before me lived here. Maybe even the previous, previous tenant before there. So it took me ages to get this weird smelling water out of my bloody kitchen floor. And I, from having COVID in March, have pretty much got no sense of smell. And I could smell that smelly water. So it must have been absolutely horrendous. So it was so gross. So I now have a glass of wine in hand. It is five o'clock here. Uh, and I feel like I deserve it after dealing with that. So I'm, I decided to actually just let all the water come out of there. And just sort of clear itself out rather than me just sealing it up and then it stays in there. So I had to like wait for it to all come out and then sort of get rid of it. So ugh not an adult this week because it's gross and I don't want to be an adult because adulting means I have to do adult things so oh I have this my neighbor upstairs is making I thought she was vacuuming the floors but she's obviously knocked something over and something's gone tumbling so hopefully it's not too loud if you hear like a crashing sound by me it's my upstairs neighbor um as you know I live in a flat so unfortunately there's unforeseen noises that I have nothing to do with uh, such as the trains near me, gardening services, and the rest of it. But anyway, all is good and fine. I want to talk about something a little bit more serious this week. Um, something that's, you know, I, I've, I've said on my podcast before that I don't ever really want to discuss my relationships. I find it's something that's really personal to me. Um, I've had some really shitty relationships and some really great ones where, you know, I've, I've hurt some boys when they ended and... Um, you know, and I've had my heart broken, and I, I unfortunately have a, have a taste of really shitty wanker men. So, you know, I seem to date the wrong boys at times, and 
you know, I think everybody's had their relationship faults and, and, and problems. But I thought, you know, I've had a couple of friends that have been going through a little bit of things at the moment and just having like a really hard, shitty, toxic relationship breakups. And this, I think this chat is not really aimed at anybody in particular because it's probably something that I should also take into account with shitty ex-boyfriends and shitty future boyfriends, you know, and things things that I can consider. But, you know, there are signs of a really toxic relationship and I think it's things we need to look at. And I think one of the very first things, look, I'm no relationship expert. This is purely my perspective. And I think that this is one of those topics that everybody has an opinion on, everybody has an experience with, everybody has their own examples and reasons and 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 I don't really want anybody to come at me at this this is just my perspective on things and just something that I just felt I really wanted to talk about so if you've got input I'd love to hear it but you know I, I also I'm hoping that everybody goes James you have no idea what you're talking about and you're completely wrong so please bear with me this is entirely my my take on a toxic relationship and I think that it's a really tough one because it affects people's hearts and their lives and their things that are going on in everybody's life differently. But I think you always have to trust your instinct. You know, when you see a red flag, uh, you need to act on them. And it's so important. And I'm probably the worst one to do that. I've had red flags in a, rela a six-year relationship that I avoided and ignored because I just didn't want to see them. And I should have seen them from the very beginning. And I made my own mistakes. And instead of, they're nobody else's, they're mine. You know, they're my faults. They're the things that I ignored and refused to trust my instinct. But it's fair to say that, like, if you know that something's wrong and you you feel that there's something, there's a root of something that's there, you've got, to, you've got to trust it. You know, your instinct is there to protect you and to protect your heart and to protect your body because you're, it's the only little body that you've got. So you stay in these unhealthy things because you don't want to see you know, the the spiritual and the mental and the physical abuse that you're probably going through. I'm not saying like every relationship is going to be abusive. Let's, I'm not saying that at all. But I think that you have to see when you have to be your authentic self. And if your authentic self is just really unhappy and somebody's you sort of in denial about everything that's going on around you I think it becomes toxic and it takes energy if, if something is burning energy you guys are fighting consistently and you're forever feeling weak and upset and like overwhelmed and overpowered then that is a toxic relationship and you have to walk away from it it's so imperative and I mean if there's a lot of fighting too soon if you're fighting in the first couple of weeks of your relationship first couple of months of your relationship it's it's too soon you need time you should be in the honeymoon phase at the very very beginning not fighting from the very beginning it's it's just too intense and if you're walking out on each other when you're fighting it's just it's so unhealthy so you know I think you've got to be agreeable and accept that there is sacrifices that have to be made in relationship every relationship's like that but you can't sacrifice your happiness if you're ha ha unhappy all the time and really like there's fear or worry and there's no like carefreeness in relationship. I think that's really difficult. And I think if your friends disapprove of your relationship as well, it's a really good sign. You know, your friends are there because they love you. They care about you. They're looking from a logical outsider's perspective. And yet they're sort of saying to you, look, my love, you're just in, 
you know, there's so much unhappiness happening around you. I think that's something you've really got to take into account. And I've not, I do not condone physical abuse in any way. Name calling counts, stealing from them, taking things from them, damaging property. That's all, that's all, that's all abuse. Um, you know, it's an unhealthy relationship. And it's really, really, really important that you sort of have a look at that. And I think it's, there's things like, you can't, you, if you feel like you can't do anything right in your relationship, that is putting you down and it's treating you badly and the feeling that you're just not good enough. If it only mocks your personality and makes you feel ashamed sometimes, um, you, you have to see that as a trait of that person that is condemning and judging you that's really unhealthy. Um, that person should be building you up and making you really happy and loved in your relationship and making you feel the most beautiful person in the world. And everything about them, everything, if everything is about them and never about you, it's very self-absorbed. You, it's one-sided consistently. They're the head of the conversation. They're, they're consuming. There's no respect for anything that you say or do. You have to acknowledge those feelings and understand that that's actually, that's actually difficult. That they always want to have the last word. That's really not a good thing. If you never are allowed to have perspective on anything, it's really unhealthy. Um, you know, if you find yourself unable to enjoy really good memories with that person, if you're consistently, every single time you do something, there's a fight and you're unhappy, that's, that's just not the right way. You should be enjoying literally 99% of your time with that person. And then on the odd occasion, I mean, not all, you can't say the couples aren't going to fight. Couples will fight. Everybody fights. It's, it's unrealistic that you won't fight. And if you don't fight, then, I mean, you're one of the very rare couples. My um, my mom and her lovely partner are like that. They I don't think I've ever seen them cross each other. They're the cutest couple on the planet. But they have created this incredible communication structure between the two of them so that they talk about everything so openly and so clearly that there is absolutely no need or, or necessity for fighting because there's nothing to fight about they're just so close that they just want to be in each other's company all the time it's insanely cute and it's, it's a really sweet thing to watch um you know but then if you're uncomfortable being yourself around that person and sort of you're changing your personality to suit somebody else that just says a lot about accept. You need you you can't just accept that that's how you want to be. You know, if you're one person around your closest friends and family, and then you're another person around a partner, that is very toxic. You you should be able to just grow, and change, and be yourself, and just literally be able to to create a, a future with that person. And if there's like mockery and 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 nastiness and sort of judgment from that person all the time there's no way that you're ever going to grow and it's just so uncomfortable and so difficult and I think that in those circumstances you sh you need to get out and it's a really really hard thing to do but I think sometimes when you realize that you're in something extremely toxic there's you've got to get out and from there go back and pull your tail between your legs Spend time with your friends and family and rebuild your self-esteem. It's so important that abusers will tear you down. And when you get away from them, you're going to be absolutely, you're going to feel like there's something missing in your world because you've, you've been so used to being treated so poorly. But you have to get back what was lost and what's actually right because you've got to get back to the person you were before that relationship. And at the beginning of the healing, I think you've got to 
you've got to grasp the magnitude of what you've been through. And it's, it's really difficult to understand that you sort of allowed something like that to happen to yourself. You know, we, we all get it. And your friends and your family will be there and take the time. If you need to fall apart and just sort of like come back together, do that. To take the time to rebuild yourself. Self-care is so important. Put your energy into taking care of yourself is the most important thing you need to do at the beginning. So you need to find a way to take that negativity into, into, into your well-being. And keep, you know, for the sake of the abuser, keep the peace. Sort of don't talk to that person. Do nice things for, the, for yourself to boost your mood. Start out really, really slow. Do things for yourself and just continue a positive effect to get your self-esteem to gradually increase you know speak your truth it's so important that you talk to people about what you went through what happened to you you know if you were abused or hurt it's very important that you actually talk about it because talking about it will help you to get through it and help you to talk and help you to sort of take those next steps and words are very powerful so if if you silence something that happened with you with an abuser you're actually almost giving them power. When you talk about it and get it out, it actually helps you to build your own empowerment and to move forward and to help that self-esteem grow because you're, you're not holding in everything that happened to you and sort of dealing with it internally. Get it out of your system. Get it out of your body. Get it out of your mind. Get it out of your mouth. And then you can have positive affirmations about yourself and start getting used to it. You know, look at yourself in the mirror especially if you had somebody that verbally abused you quite a lot, is repeat affirmations to yourself. I'm smart, I'm strong, I'm worthy, I'm capable. It's so important that they te you take the power away from the person that was really affecting you and say it over and over again. I'm smart, I'm strong, I'm worthy, and I'm capable. And exercise is a really, really good thing to help you get back onto it. Even if I'm not saying go and like join a gym and like, spend hundreds of pounds on a membership, I'm saying just go for a walk, you know, get out of the housey, go for a walk, do things that are just going to give you a bit of positivity and are going to help. The exercise is so good for your self-esteem as well. It gets the good endorphins going and it's going to make you feel better and it's going to make you feel healthier and that's all that's important at this point in time. So I think finding a support structure is really good if you came out of a very abusive relationship is finding a a group of like-minded people that have been through things that you've been through your friends and your family can just be that support for you they can guide you they can lift you up and they can really help you to get through what you went through and it does so much wonders just having people in your corner you won't you don't understand how great it is having a supportive group around you and I'm so lucky that I have that look I was ne I've never been in an abusive relationship to the point of being hurt uh, and when I say hurt I mean sort of physically abused or or you know um or things like that so I've never had that scenario but I know that if if I ever had been I would have that support my dad bless him from a very very young age made such a big point of teaching me that a boy can never hit you and a boy can never hurt you and don't ever let a boy hit you or hurt you and it's a lesson that I've I've really stuck with my whole life and truly do sort of I think I'm a very strong enough person that if, if anybody raised their hand to me it would be the first and the last time and I don't think they 
anybody's dumb enough to try that with my dad, with my parents, um, and you know, with my brothers and my parents and my guy friends, that all that all absolutely take that to, to the bank. So, I'm very lucky in that case. But I'm unfortunately there are people out there that haven't been that lucky, and I'm not even just talking about girls here. You know, I'm not saying that that girls are the only people that go through really shit relationships. Guys have gone through it too. So this is for everybody. You know, there's no like. There's no exclusivity on, on abuse. It's but you know, everybody goes through stuff as well. But we have to start rebuilding. And rebuilding is the most important thing. So your self-esteem will continue to grow as you grow. So if you're a good cook, continue to do that. If you like to do dishes, continue to do that. If you're a traveler, travel. Like do the things that you love. If you were a great writer, why not actually seek out how to publish your work and actually like get your story out there to what happened to you because it will help somebody else. Give your self-esteem a boost and do something that really helps you and that you find something that you enjoy. I think, you know, you've got to find accomplishments. And as you find these accomplishments as a survivor is we can use these things to create positive comments, positive messages, and to start hearing what other people have to say about it. Make lists of things. I'm a big believer in lists. I write lists about everything. If I travel, I write a list. I talk about this on so many podcasts, how many lists I write. And I really, really do. To-do lists and checking things off actually really makes a high sense of accomplishment. And giving yourself things to do to help you move forward is a massive accomplishment. It's a self-esteem booster. If you, if you, know, if you just write on there, take a shower today brush my teeth and you tick those off fuck man you've created something you've done something and you finished it well fucking done you and that's what's important so we you i want you to become accustomed to doing things that are for you and where you go and where you act and the way you feel everything i want to create a sense of empowerment and to make you feel better and do one thing every day that scares you and i think that that's a very difficult thing to do when you've come out of something scary but it will help you get a sense of empowerment. Say hello to a stranger. Pay, pay it forward to somebody else. Um, you know, pay for a meal in a drive through for somebody behind you. You know, learn a new hobby. Take a drive somewhere you've never been. Um, give somebody, give a stranger a compliment. You know, there is so much that you can do that can help rebuild your self-esteem. But everything will take time. And just be patient with yourself and your healing process. Because everything will come right. And allow the missteps. And if you have a bad day and you just want to call back into your bed and not talk to anybody, do it. If you want to walk for four hours in the rain, do it. And do what's all right for you because taking positive step forwards is what's really going to help you move forward. And that's all I really want you to do is just be okay. And I feel that so much for my friends and things that my friends have been going through lately. Um, and just surround yourself with happiness because that's so important. So I hope that that's a little bit of motivation will, will help. Um, you know, if anybody is going through a really awful time out there, please reach out to me. You know, the 10th of September was Suicide Awareness Day, and it really hit home for me about a lot of things. And, um, you know, although my podcast didn't really talk about that um, that early in September, but I just really wanted anybody to know that if you actually need to reach out to somebody and and talk to somebody, you know, you can reach out to me on my social media. My Instagram is um, 
just james podcast which is just underscore james underscore podcast or my facebook is just james podcast i'm always here to talk i'm always here if you need me uh dm me if you want to talk about anything i do get a lot of people that actually um, talk to me about my topics or add comments that i've got wrong or you know educate me on a lot of things that i've asked from my podcast and i really do appreciate it it's it's really great to have that support structure coming from my from my listeners and you know i want to build a community where we can all you know have a place that you feel safe and that you can listen to me talk absolute nonsense about topics that i I'm not highly educated on, and yet I want to talk about. So this week is something important that I really wanted to chat about. And I wanted to have my two cents about it. And I just, you know, something I've been thinking about for a couple of days, and it was one of those things that do I do I talk about it, don't I talk about it? Um, do I say anything or do I keep quiet? And I thought, you know what, although there's a perspective of, my dating life that I kind of want to keep to myself and what I've been through and you know who I'm seeing or not seeing or whatever the case is um this is something that's happening to a lot of people around me and um unfortunately I do have a friend that was that was very badly hurt um she was beaten quite badly from a boy and I have another friend who um went through a really sad breakup so you know it was just something that I wanted to sort of put out there so and I'm sure you know unfortunately that's my friends aren't alone in this situation so I hope this little tiny bit of wisdom <laughs> helps somebody that really needs to hear it today but I'm going to move on to something a little bit more happy and that's my conundrums <laughs> and last week's conundrum is what goes up but never comes down and the answer to that is your rage and um I don't have the list of people in front of me. I'm so sorry that I actually got that one right. I um, I sort of had, I just, I really just, I was sitting on the couch, I'd poured a glass of wine and I just had this urge to, to do this podcast. So I honestly didn't even look at my list. I'm so sorry. <laughs> but uh, this week's conundrum is I shave every day, but my beard stays the same. Who am I? That is, I shave every day, but my beard stays the same. Who am I? And you can send your answers to the DMs on Just James Podcast, on Instagram or Facebook. And I will give you guys a shout out if you get it right. Um, I came across a very, very cute TikTok page that made me cry. And um, there is a TikTok called Team Jocelyn, which is uh, at team underscore Jocelyn, which is J-O-C-E-L. YN and in the last sort of month uh, she is a tiny teeny little girl I don't know how old she is she's probably three four years old and she has cancer and the video is of her parents actually shaving her little her sweet little head um, for cancer and there's been a whole stack of TikTok stars that have duetted that video and shaved their heads in um, in support of her and I'm just every single video I see is making me so tearful and it's so beautiful that everybody keeps doing this and they're supporting this little girl and I think it's bringing so much awareness to cancer and, and sort of cancer in children and I really take my hat off to any anybody that's uh, following this trend I think it's, it's I think it's a really really amazing thing I'm sorry there's really really loud trains going past me um, I'm gonna cry that's so beautiful um, 
I'm so emotional today. I don't know what's wrong with me. So <laughs> I really, and you know, I've only had three sips of this glass of wine, so it can't be the wine. <laughs> Guys, your passion is waiting for your courage to catch up. And I really hope that this week's podcast isn't too emotional for you. Um, but I just felt there was something really, really important to say. And I really wanted to say it. So I hope you're doing the puppies. I can't wait to speak to you next week. I love you all. Goodbye.